welcome to the Dr. Dion Show, where real conversations about diversity matter. I'm an educator and consultant specializing in diversity and inclusion. In this show, I interview top experts and people like you and me, highlighting issues like race, gender, and disability. I'm here to create change, expand your understanding of what diversity means, and to continue the mission toward equality so that everyone has a fair shake. This show is not for the faint of heart, so put on your big girl and big boy pants and ride along. Hello and welcome to the Dr. Dion Show. I am so thrilled. I am joined by one of the most fabulous men in the world, whom I met not too long ago. How long ago did we meet? About two months. <laughs> it's, but it feels like 20 years. You know what? That happens. When you meet people that are great, you just click and things just um, go on from there. So I'm welcomed by Mark Gravette. That's correct pronunciation, correct, right? That's correct. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on my show, Mark. You're welcome. Happy to be here. Well, I'm so glad. And I'm also going to just recognize the YYZ behind you. Oh, yes. What does YYZ stand for? That's the designation for Toronto, Canada. There you go. Paying homage to our hometown, our hometown. Exactly. Well, I'm so glad that you're joining me today. Uh, how about you tell, tell, tell our listeners and our viewers a little about yourself? Well, I've uh, had a very interesting um, career to date. Grew up in a small town to, uh, to parents that um, were very involved in the athletic world more focused around the importance of community, church, um, volunteerism, and um, being able to take your successes and athletes and, and share that with, with others. That was um, really the starting point that kind of cricked off my career as to where I wanted to, to take it. And um, it's, it's worked out very well. So, you know, from, from a school perspective, um, uh, a, a camper sort of perspective, a sports camp perspective, that evolved into the world of, of hospitality and really just working with people and the confidence and knowing that a little bit of loving care and kindness to people gives them the confidence to, to expand their, their lifestyle and, and, and reach forward towards their dreams. Okay, that's awesome. So, so actually, I failed to mention that you are the president of the Ontario Sports Hall of Fame. That is correct, yes. And, and yes, it's an organization that, that I was um, invited to join four years ago. And um, they've been in existence for 23 years, but um, have been on their board of directors and worked my way up in the last four years. Fantastic. So let's rewind for a second. You just mentioned sports camps. I know we talked in the past about your, your, your upbringing and your pantry very heavily in sports and mm -hmm. how that influenced you. Can you, can you share a little about, about that? Sure. Um, before my parents met, my mother was a director of an all-girls church camp. Awesome. My father was a director of an all-boys church camp. And interestingly, when they met, uh, they combined the, the summer camp programs to make it co-ed. And it turned into a very athletic and competitive school um, and associated summer camps, which attracted kids from across Canada to Ontario to participate um, in the summer for around fellowship, sport, community. That's awesome. What was it like growing up in, with that experience? And, and I'm sharing this because to, the, to, the, to, the, to our listeners and viewers, because we are where we are today based upon events and experiences that we had as children. And, and people believe that we're, we're so far removed as adults, but really, if you, if you peel back the onion, 
a lot of times what we what we what we went through what we experienced as younger people actually influence who we are today so i wanted to kind of touch on that because i think it's actually beautiful that you now end up in sports doing exactly what you know you were introduced to as a child correct so uh very fortunate to have parents that were um, heavily involved in the community confident leaders and they certainly instilled the values um, upon me and my two younger brothers um, that um, it's all about giving and um, that's where you get the greatest enjoyment in life um, over the long term um, so through their mentoring of these summer camps and being able to take a leadership role when i became older um, allowed me to work with people of, of all um, backgrounds and and physical challenges in some cases and um, it was really a, a better learning experience than reading a textbook, per se. That also allowed us to, to travel and um, meet some very interesting folks uh, from the world of sports and culture. I don't want to forget about the world of culture and entertainment. Mm -hmm. But I think it made us um, well-rounded citizens, um, allowing us to be confident and share our experiences and really see other people come into their own over time. I think that's the biggest enjoyment is to be able to look back over a period of 20 years and uh, just see how folks who may have been my uh, campers um, as to their success today. And a lot of that is attributed to their the teamwork, the sports, the athletics, and uh, the fellowship that gets um, developed and, and nurtured. Um, during these um, experiences. And so I bet in your position as the president of the Hall of Fame, you probably, well, you're not probably, you more than likely will hear all the, the formative, the, 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 the stories of, of, of athletes who win and, um, you know, how they evolved and their background. So what is that like being the president? What, what does it entail? Tell me some people you've met. I'm sure you've met some cool people. Can you elaborate on that? I think what's interesting is um, I have the pleasure of, of having the first conversation with any net new inductee that we may be signing up for the Ontario Sports Hall of Fame in any given year. So once the board of directors and a blue ribbon panel of Ontario sports writers come up with their inductees and do their voting, uh, my first job is to reach out to them to give them that good news and to, um, to let them know as to the celebration that we are planning for them um, later in the year. What I find interesting is um, nine times out of 10, if not 10 out of 10, there is an element of their success that starts in the community or a village of 200 people or a city of 80,000 people or larger, but they always emphasize the family, the volunteers, the neighbors, um, the little fundraisers, you know, selling Kool-Aid on the corner, um, chocolate bars for their hockey team, things like That's that. Awesome. help get them to where they are today. And those are the folks that, that seem to um, are recognized from, a, from an importance perspective and, and change. So um, yeah, the, the, the pleasure of chatting with these folks and um, sharing with them how we would like to celebrate them. They're very humble and appreciative of the efforts that we put into to going down this exercise. That's awesome. So can you share some examples? And, and um, uh, you know, we're talking about Canadian athletics, however, Canadians have historically um, have been able to to um, have success on a grand stage, the world stage, Olympics, all the different international competitions. So, can you share some 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 examples of athletes who you've honored and who have also had great success in in the world? Well, I'll start with our national sport, hockey. Woohoo! <laughs> uh, yeah, a gentleman by the name of Ron Ellis. Ron Ellis was a Toronto Maple Leaf hockey player. Uh, Ron Ellis also played on the uh, famous um, Team Canada versus Russia series many years ago. 
And uh, Ron is, um, interestingly enough, also involved in the, um, the Hockey Hall of Fame as a director, but we um, inducted Ron last year. And um, his stories are such that in addition to being honored and overwhelmed and humbled by the experience, he's an individual that, that touches so many people simply from his philanthropic or community service and has been doing that for many, many years. So even though the sport time, the time on the ice has come and gone, and many millennials today may not even remember who Ron Ellis is, um, it's about what he's doing in the community that has the biggest impact today. And that to me is ties in the entire equation of sport and community as to why we choose who we do to be inducted into the Ontario Sports Hall of Fame. So speaking of which, so, so what criteria is used? What, what is the criteria used to, to decide whether somebody is, is um, worthy of that um, induction into the, into the Hall of Fame? Well, um, by and large, the first um, criteria is they need to be born in Ontario. Okay. There are other um, halls of fame in other provinces across Canada. So we focus just on Ontario. So you need to be born in Ontario. Um, in addition to that, you need to have had a, um, I would say, a, a stellar career, six personal success in your, in your particular sport um, that has allowed you to um, reach your goals and, and demonstrate um, engagement with your local community or professional sports team. So they're not always professional athletes. They can be amateur athletes as well. Okay. So we, we take a look at uh, the history, their personal sporting records. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, goals, assists, you know, the, I guess, penalty minutes, all sorts of things to that, okay. that finds them as, as an athlete. And we take that into consideration, but we go one step further than that. And it's about what have they, what have they accomplished once they have retired? Mm. And, relates to the community effort, the outreach, um, and how they support from an alumni perspective, their current team or just any young hockey player growing up. And that was unique to Ron Ellis in his case. Okay, that's awesome. The same would be said for when we had a, um, an opportunity to induct Wayne Gretzky, another famous hockey player. Woohoo! And Wayne is, you know, I think the, the consummate um, professional when it comes to both hockey and community engagement. He just so- seems like such a nice guy and giving back, yes. Yes, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. So the, the criteria, just to, for, just to elaborate a little bit, um, we typically have 75 names on our list annually, and as we induct a handful, those names come off, new names are put forward by, it could be a member of the public, it could be a, um, a sports writer, it could be anybody that's mm-hmm. a name. Um, due diligence is, is given around their, their um, biography, basically. And uh, we take a look at the accomplishments and they are um, analyzed and voted on and um, they can stay on the list for up to five years before we would rotate. Oh, really? Wow. So, well, they have a good chance to, um, to uh, get engaged and get inducted. And then how many people per year are selected? We generally a- average between six and eight. Okay. Um, that okay. for the true inductees. And then we have four special awards over and above that. Okay that we, we address and, and present and celebrate as well. And so how does one know they're on the list? Are, are, are they just know when they get that phone call or is it, is it a secret list? What, tell me some. It is a secret <laughs> list. They, 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 they know when they get the phone call. Um, that's, the, that's the first time they know they've been in consideration for the Hall of Fame. Yes. You're yes. kidding. Yes. Wow, okay. Unless a secret slips out somewhere. Mm. <laughs> we have you on the list. Um, or alternatively, 
It could be their local sports body that has put their name forward and has said, this is what we've done for you. I see. We've submitted this to the Ontario Sports Hall of Fame, fingers crossed, let's see what happens. So that would be the only other way. But it really, it's when I make that phone call across and have the conversation. That's awesome. And so, you, so you're, you're, you're making these phone calls to people who are well accomplished, who have yes. had success. What is their uh, response? Are they, are they over, like, overjoyed, excited? Or are they just like, oh, yeah, ho-hum, uh, you know, another thing? Or how do people respond typically? Well, quite often, you know, I set myself up that it may be a five-minute conversation. <laughs> Why? In most, well, because you never know how people are going to respond. And, I, and I'll give you an example. But for the most part, um, we, we speak for an hour. It just goes from one topic to the next. A, they're very Lovely. great. They're humble. Um, they're so appreciative and um, that people would take the time to recognize their career and celebrate it in a scale gala event. Um, so they're, they're, they're very excited about it. Um, one side note, one gentleman that we inducted last year who had a great success with um, lacrosse in Canada. Um, his name was Bob Allen. And uh, he, unfortunately, him and his wife had experienced some crank calls to their phone number um, or to when I called. So it took me three attempts to- You're kidding. Um, as to who I was and why I was calling. Wow. Of course, in his acceptance speech, um, he, he addressed that in front of the audience, that, <laughs> you know, who this Mark Rivet was and why would I be calling and am I trying to collect money from him? <laughs> <laughs> but you never know, you never know. <laughs> so that's your, that's your side job, telemarketer? <laughs> There you go. Yes, that would be a good one. I think so. I've dialed lots of numbers. Uh-huh. Well, that's very cool. Very cool. Mm -hmm. So I, I read your bio as well, just ch uh, changing gears for a second. Yes. And um, you went to school in France. Like, I love Paris. So w mm -hmm. how did you get there? What, what, what brought you there? It, it wasn't a path I originally chose. I was uh, set up to be accepted um, to focus on kinesiology and become a high school teacher. That's, That's what I so funny. We have that in common. I, my undergrad's kinesiology and health sciences. Oh, yes. There you go. Oh, wow. So I ran into um, a young lady that I had uh, was one of my French professors um, a few years prior, and she encouraged me to learn a second language and hmm. said that, you know, if you have a second language, you rise to the top when, you're on, when there's a pile of resumes on somebody's desk. Wow. So... I took her advice and um, together with, with her background in hotel management, um, she basically opened the world to me as to um, what hotel management could present and the opportunities to travel and meet people. So I applied and was accepted at a university in, in France. And um, Fantastic. Three, yes. So The power of a teacher, huh? Exactly. Exactly. And only told my parents three days before I left. You're kidding. Yes. <laughs> why would they, they have talked you out of it or what, what why no no i wasn't sure um how supportive they would be um about you know leaving the country okay once they saw i sold my car they knew i was serious and and off i went and i had tremendous support so uh lovely nothing to worry about but it turned out really well that's great yeah the the, the same professor um she was a a, a worldly sort of professor. Um, you know, French was her first language. And um, from the world of hospitality, she was able to um, help open some doors for me um, while working in Paris and, and um, during my stay. So that, that helped me learn the language and learn the culture. And um, 
understand the good, bad, and the ugly of, you know, different organizations and societies and really try and figure out where I would fit in in a positive manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that perspective, she was um, my team lead when it came to basically um, open the doors to work for, at that time, a company called Trust House Forte, which was the world's um, largest um, deluxe hotel um, oh, wow. management company, and opened the doors for me. Um, mm-hmm. And I returned back to um, to Toronto and continued in the hotels for a few few years. That's great. And and so and I know you met some pretty uh... interesting people. Yes. Yes. You want <laughs> so to elaborate I, on that? <laughs> so, so again, my my I, I'm fortunate. You know, you 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 have to kind of make your uh, make your own breaks in life a little bit. You know, you need to work hard and and uh, network. Uh-huh. I'm fortunate that most of my time I spent managing and taking care of what we called our, our hotel VIPs. So whether they were presidents or prime ministers. Um, athletic celebrities at the time, uh-huh. not knowing where I would be today, um, entertainers from around the world. And um, so getting to know them personally, um, their families, what makes them tick, and ensuring that their visits to Toronto and Canada were just like as if they were at home, very quiet sort of support. Mm-hmm. And that's what they enjoyed the best. So that opened a, a whole new world of, of um, contacts and excitement and opportunities for me. That's awesome. Because I, I remember you sharing too that you're probably one of the few people, uh, I, I don't want to say regular people, but mm-hmm. uh, who actually met um, Pierre Trudeau and our current prime minister. Can you, Just can you share that, that link? In, it's, it's a really cool story. Do you want to share that? Well, again, uh, fortunate to have um, a dinner with our current prime minister, Justin um, Trudeau, a, a short time ago. Uh, based on um, sort of my success in volunteerism and philanthropic um, opportunities and entrepreneurial efforts here in Ontario. And when I had a chance to meet him, um, I shared with him that back in 1968, uh, when his father first came to power in Canada as our prime minister, um, I had a job of licking envelopes. And that's all you could do. I think I was maybe... So, and back then, the, the stickiness on the envelopes was a horrible thing to taste, but I think I just gobbled it up and, and <laughs> it only allowed me to lick 500 envelopes in one day. Um, I think she thought I was going to go crazy. But um, so I told him the story about supporting his father in that small way early on in my life and how that, you know, evolved and, and being a supporter of, of his father and, and whatnot. And it was just a nice little story that he in turn then told to a larger group of people. Oh, really? It was kind of a, you know, a nice, nice thing to hear. So he was touched by it. And that just led us to some other casual conversation and more from a family perspective. We spoke a lot about, he wanted to know about my family and I wanted to know more about his family. And mm-hmm. politics aside, it was really getting to know the individual. Absolutely. Very nice. Yes. And, and, and isn't it great when we just um, put everything aside, the, all the politics, all the, the garbage, and just get to the human factor? Because that's when you really, really realize you have so much in common if you just talk. We do. We you do. really, really yes. do. And, and, do. I, and I stress that all the time, that if you just take three minutes, you'll find something in common. And the first thing is that you, everybody came from a woman. You can start there. Yes. Talk that's about your mother, talk about my mother. We have that in common. <laughs> Everybody has something in common. And so, it's, so it's, it's ridiculous when we let other factors get in the way of us getting to know each other. Yes, yes. Yeah, the, the blinders come on and, and that's just, just such a bad, bad approach. Absolutely. I, I, I wholeheartedly believe that for, for sure. So 
So uh, let's let's change gears for one more second. So I want to talk about the Hall of Fame a little bit more in terms of you talked about giving back. And so what does the Hall of Fame, are you guys committed to doing, uh, you know, philanthropic um, 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 endeavors? Like what, what do you do as a entity? Well, essentially the Ontario Sports Hall of Fame, um, we're a volunteer driven, not-for-profit organization. And our um, mantra is really, we're devoted to honoring Ontario's greatest athletes, their builders, they can be personalities, writers, really everything that they have contributed over their life um, and to be able to focus on the Ontario sports scene and the success of that. So that's really what we do and our purpose. We do that in, in different fashions. We do that from um, recognizing the individual at an annual induction ceremony and awards gala, which is um, includes everything from um, entertainment of, of um, young students um, who are trying to further their own musical careers and we, we believe in mixing culture and, and sport together because mm. they're closely tied today. And I think with a lot of the young people in schools, you, you see that more and more um, versus when I went to school. I mean, if you were in the music program, you were so isolated away from anyone that was involved in, in the sports world. Huh. So we, we bring that together and, and it's really one, one large celebration. Um, and that's really you know the, the purpose of the Ontario Sports Hall of Fame. And to, and to ensure that um, the memories of these individuals, you know, remain engraved in the, in the populace of Ontario's, you know, hearts and minds for years to come. And the message around that is really, yes, to talk about their sporting accomplishments and the benefits of sport for an individual growing up, but also um, taking that one step further to finish the sport, how they, what their success is in the community to ensure that there is that teaching element um, and hand-holding for the young folks coming, coming through the system. That's awesome. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, as, as a former uh, athlete, I, uh, I know I would not be here if not for athletics. Mm -hmm. I really, I wholeheartedly believe that. I got a full scholarship to, to, to Rice University in Houston, and um, that was the result of just being involved in track and field. And committing right. myself and doing the training. So, so, um, so, what what message do you send to kids who are listening, or, or to parents of children who are, um, you know, like my parents back in the day, who were just like getting up on Saturday morning at six a.m. and getting me ready for a track meet to start at eight o'clock in the morning, doing all the driving and the traveling and the the, the money and how, what is what is the payoff? Would you say to to the parents who are listening? The payoff is, I think, in a funny sort of way it makes it a little bit easier for you to raise your children, um, hmm. allowing them to find their way and to become successful and confident. Um, sport teaches you that, whether it's an individual sport or a team sport, you were taught the disciplines, the patience, how to manage frustration, you know, how to support your fellow teammate. Sometimes, you know, lessons that they don't always get maybe in school today or in the playground or even from parents at home, right? The parents, Absolutely. two people are working, so I think the, the takeaway is if you have um, a child that wants to play sport, and it doesn't have to be competitive sports, it can be, you know, intramural, it can be house league, it can just be every Saturday morning on the soccer pitch. Something, sort of, yes. It gives them an opportunity to um, express their feelings in a different manner, mm -hmm. act and learn to communicate and get away from all the social media tools that 
seems to be a little bit detrimental, I think, in the development of, of kids today. Absolutely. I, I, I completely agree with that. Definitely. It's, it's, uh, well, things have changed. You know, when, when, when we were growing up, we didn't have the, the, the phone at our, at our disposal. And I was out. I was, you get up in the morning, if you're not, do, if you're not going to school, you're out. You're playing basketball. You're, you're, you're running around. You're climbing trees. You're climbing fences. You're having a good time. But kids these days, uh, unfortunately, they just want to sit back and they, their sport is, is playing sports on a computer screen. That is a, the, a, a bit of a cop-out for parents, too. They take the easy approach. I mean, it used to be, we'll put a video on TV for you to watch. Yes to engaging with your kids and and i think we all are to blame for you know the evolution of of society and and some of the laziness that we have yes today um but i think sport is is a great avenue to to change that and um i've never heard one one child say they didn't enjoy the experience and they prefer to be back at home on their on their their cell phone or or what have you so exactly Testament to to getting them out the door and engage with other people. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so, so you mentioned that you're a nonprofit organization. So, how can people reach you? How can they make donations? Uh, do you have that information? We do. We have a um, a website for the Ontario Sports Hall of Fame. It's it's really quite simple. I'll I'll give it to you now. It's simply just www.oshof.ca, and on that website. Um, lists contact information where they can um, donate or support um, on a you know 12-month basis at, at any time. Um, we have um, projects that we launch periodically, large and small. Our annual induction ceremony, which typically takes place every October, and then that's a, that's a whole different um, opportunity to participate from buying tickets, you know, corporately, individually, sponsorship, things like that. So multiple levels to be engaged financially. Okay, great. And I'll, I'll be looking for my invitation in October. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> mail it now. Mail service. It's a little slow. <laughs> Don't forget me, Mr. Mark. I know where you are. I hear you. <laughs> I know where to find you. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> So um, uh, this has been a great interview. I appreciate your time and, and your, you are a delight and um, look forward to having some um, um, surf and turf again when I'm back in Toronto. Terrific. The invitation's always there. Awesome. Uh, so, but before we go, I would like to ask a question of um, um, each one of my guests. And can you share with us your biggest diversity moment? Yes. Any, anything that, 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 that's happened with you that you've observed at that time that you've done uh, I can share an example, or do you, or do you have one in mind? I, I think so. I, let, me, let me tie that back, not just me personally, but to the Ontario Sports Hall of Fame Board of Directors. Part of our outreach support is we, um, we take a look at various um, communities, at-risk um, communities around schools that have athletic programs uh, that could always use some help, whether it's buying new equipment, um, providing them with um, some new coaching, enhanced coaching. And um, I would have to say um, one of the most recent examples that, that warmed all of our hearts was we had a small group of six athletes uh, from a particular school in Toronto. They had never been out of the city before. Their families could not afford to take them out of the city, even for a day's visit to Niagara Falls, for example. Wow. Um, but they loved athletics. They loved track and field. They, they, that was their way to... Um, you know, move forward and enjoy life and, and um, mature as, as young students. So we recognized them and, and we helped them out with some financial um, support. And what that financial support allowed them to do is, is we provided some airfare and some extra coaching 
and allowed them to compete at a track and field event in Florida. So wow, that's awesome. Huge opportunity. We had to scramble and get passports for everybody, which was part of the fun. Oh, wow. Um, you know, going through that entire process. And these, you know, young people, they were quite accomplished. They had some good skill, but no one expected that, you know, they would, they would do well. It was just a great experience to engage with some top-level high schools in, in, in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, as it turned out, of the six students, we returned home with three gold medals. No way. Uh, I think everyone cried all the way home. That's awesome. But so so that to me is, is, a, is a, I guess, a diversity moment that makes my heart sparkle. And I know of those young people and, and the message they took back to their school that if you really believe and, and, you know, if people can help you out, you can really make a difference. And we've seen that time and time again. That's a beautiful story. I thank you for sharing <laughs> thank that. You. Thank you. And I'm, and I'm, I'm sure if you, if, how long ago was that? Um, that would be um, be now two years ago. Two years ago, wow! So, and I'll, and I'll bet that, that that's a that's an experience they'll, they'll they will take with them well into their adulthood. You know, well, our, 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 and, and I'm sure it will be. And uh, our plan is to invite that team of six young people to our annual induction ceremony. That's awesome. At a table and let them see, you know what what goes on. And I think they would they would be wowed by that, and it would be a really good experience. For them and, and their parents we would invite as well that's fantastic beautiful yes. well i appreciate you coming on the show today Thank you. Uh, it's it's a great conversation i think that our viewers and listeners will be very happy uh to um heard about your journey and and all the success and and accomplishments that you're doing with the ontario sports hall of fame and i thank you for coming thank you dion pleasure anytime take care mark have a good day bye-bye you too thanks